0: Welcome to the Bloomberg Surveillance Podcast. I'm Tom Keane, always with Michael McKee. Daily, we bring you insight from the best in economics, finance, investment, and international relations. Find Bloomberg Surveillance on iTunes, SoundCloud, Bloomberg.com, and of course, on the Bloomberg.
1: the most hotly anticipated Bank of England decision of this decade. Well, maybe not of this decade because actually it was highly anticipated also three weeks ago. Uh, Anything post-Brexit is highly anticipated. Governor Mark Carney is expected to cut rates in about 90 minutes. We'll bring in Brian Colton, now Fitch Ratings Chief Economist, to exactly talk us through what he's expecting. Brian, great to have you on the program. This is highly anticipated. Last month, it was highly anticipated. Until we get some kind of an idea, resolution about what the data post-Brexit looks like, we need to uh, have the BOE try and help us figure it out.
2: Uh, Absolutely. I mean, this is a very important meeting, but we certainly I don't think you can expect any big bazookas at this one. I mean, if we think about the radical moves that people have been talking about, them going to negative interest rates or even very sharply ramping up uh, the QE programme, I'm not sure either of those are really appropriate at this stage. Negative rates, well, the the biggest impact we've seen elsewhere from negative rates has actually been to weaken the currency. Sterling's already weakened a a lot. The Bank of England can't completely ignore the impacts of sterling on inflation. And then on on QE, well, the benefits there were to bring long-term interest rates down. Well, they've come, they've come down. So I think it's going to be much more nuanced than that. And to some extent, as, as you intimate in your question, uh, they'll be more interested, I think, in what the Bank of England thinks is happening to the economy right. from, from this meeting. And,
1: Brian, what do you think is happening? Because we had some, some pretty terrible figures. But you, you, you need to take a view on whether the month of July, because of the shock of Brexit, which the markets and businesses weren't expecting, is, is, is for that month, or whether it's a trend that will continue as we go on.
2: The, the measures we've had so far, really just a couple of sur- survey indicators. We haven't. They were pretty bad. We haven't yet had widgets coming out of factories. Those are the real hard data. We'll get those Fair. in the next two or three months, and we we'll, we'll have a clear opinion there. I think it's pretty clear though that the level of uncertainty now is, is so, so elevated about about what's the UK's future <coughs> trading relationship, what's the regulatory framework going to be. Firms are not going to be doing the capex. There is going to be a big hit to capex. Be very interesting to see how much that the Bank of England expects there.
0: Brian, I want to congratulate. You you on the clarity of your note from Fitch. The elephant in the room is inflation in 2017. You've got a nominal GDP in animal spirit for the United Kingdom that tells me they can't cut rates. Help me with real GDP plus big, big, big inflation next year. Does that limit Mark Carney's optionality?
2: I think it does to some extent. I mean, we've already had a 10, 11% fall in the currency. Uh, we think that that's going to push up import prices in the UK. We've actually got inflation going slightly above 3%. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think that they can, they can be uh, too gung-ho on pushing interest rates deep, deeply negative with, with, with that scenario. Now, Mark Carney said this himself. It's a very difficult situation to find themselves in here. Post-Brexit, yes, we've got a big demand shock from CapEx. but We've also got a, a shock to the UK supply side. Growth potential will be impacted by lower FDI, by, uh, by lower immigration. So there's a, there's a, there's a supply Shock there, and then we've got the currency as well. Those latter two things mean more inflation. The trade off between output and inflation in the UK is going to be worse. That makes it more complicated for a central bank just to engage in easing.
0: In Francine, what we just heard there was a clinic that Mark Carney has tattooed to his brain and his experts at the Bank of England have. It's not as simple as saying Brexit bad, lower rates. And Francine, I would go back to currency is the, is the definitive, uh, definitive inflation reaction here. Right.
1: I mean, Tom, overall, I think when you look at central banks, I don't think anything is easy. It's all in the nuances. It's all who gets hit, how, right. and what's the, the best transmission mechanism. On pound, and actually this would be my, my big question to, to Brian Colton, so we had a 20% drop, more or less, in pound, right? We recouped some of that, but who does it actually help? Um, services, which is what this country is very good at. Do you see an increase in services demand as pound falls or not really? It's not like you're you know, selling engines.
2: Sure. It's, it's funny, you know, when, when we're talking about, you know, how does sterling benefit the UK economy now, we're, we're talking about things like the number of foreign students that want to come to the UK for a university degree, you know, those those are not things that change very, very quickly, you know, a sustained fall in the pound exactly. over three, four years. Yeah, but it, you don't get the kind of suddenly we're sending loads more cars to Germany. Right. I, I don't I don't think there's necessarily a, a, a huge benefit there. And in fact, that was one of the things happened after the global <coughs> financial crisis, the fall in sterling. We all thought we we're going to have a big right. booster from net trade, didn't, right. didn't really come through. You know, we don't, we don't sell that much exchange rate sensitive stuff
1: anymore on the I manufacturing mean, side. And Brian, when Tom was talking about nuances, I guess the problem <laughs> is that it's not as simple as avoiding a recession. You also need to see what happens to inflation because if this country doesn't get access to the single markets, uh, the goods that th- the UK will be importing can shoot up inflation at a time where actually you see a recessionary environment.
2: And I, I think you, you've got to remember, you know, and this is a broader global issue, you know, the, the trend towards globalization to more, more, more trade. Uh, you know, has been neg- negative for, for prices. That's, that's helped bring inflation down. If we, if we go back to a world where we're, we're pulling up the drawbridge, we're less open, uh, we, we're going to have less disinflation coming from abroad, and that's something the that Bank of England will have to take into account, definitely. We only think we're going to get a 25 basis point cut today.
0: Brian, let's revisit the chart from the last week of June. Bring it up here, Bowden, if you would. This is the trade chart. The purple line is goods and services, and it's remarkably level, as Chairman Greenspan would say, quiescent But the white line includes in the money flooding into the United Kingdom. The red circle is sort of that break where we see a horrific current account deficit. Brian, what's the dynamic here? Is this chart going to force Mark Carney's hand? Well, the current account deficit
2: is certainly a, a consideration uh, in you know what's what's going to happen to the economy. Obviously, you know we've been spending more than our income, and that's been uh, financed through through strong FDI inflows, including into UK commercial property. Uh, what, what we have to bear in mind is that if, if those capital inflows were to dry up too quickly, then we'd have to close that current account deficit. We'd be forced to close that current account deficit that much more rapidly. That actually means a worse recession. You need a bigger decline in UK domestic demand as uh, as the foreign funding draws up. So that's a consideration when the central bank is deciding how far to, 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 to cut <coughs> interest rates. Of right. course, the depreciation in sterling itself has helped on that front. It's made U.K. <coughs> assets cheaper. We're hearing lots of non-European investors now getting interested in, in some of the UK, uh, U.K. assets because sterling is weaker. So that is one sort of uh, way in which a, a weaker right. sterling helps. But if we get into a, a sort of ongoing weakening of sterling, then that could be counterproductive. And I think they need to at least think about that in what they do today.
0: Your work has been brilliant on it's. I really appreciate the idea of how big inflation is going to be for uh, the United Kingdom. What this comes down to is a basic idea: Can a bank get out in front of the debate? We call that in America the ex-post, ex-anti debate. Schwartz and Friedman have looked at this. Richard Timberlake uh, within the Georgia School and others. Where is Mark Carney today? Is he going to be ex-post? After he sees the numbers, or is he going to really try to be ex ante? Is the city and the street want him to be? I, I think it will be more ex post, to be honest. Uh, I, I think.
2: Yeah, there 's very strong arguments as to why the uk economy is is going to is going to weaken, but the level of level of certainty we have about that is 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 very low and I, I just don 't think you can really be expecting the Bank of England to to offset the slowdown that we 're going we're to have you know the, the nature of the shock we 're worried about here is that companies are not going to be making the big ticket spending items right. the large hard to reverse spending items they 're just not going to be doing that now. Cutting interest rates 25 basis points is really not going to make very much difference on that. So I don't don't see how monetary policy can be anything more than really kind of defensive and reactive here. You know, what they really want to make sure they avoid is that this... Uh, investment and uncertainty shock transforms itself into something worse which is a rise in, uh, in interest rates a tightening in credit conditions in the UK that's where they can help but that is by its nature reactive and I, and I think that's where we're going to be
0: Brian Colton with us here with Fitch Brian that yellow circle is where you think nominal GDP or the animal spirit of the United Kingdom will be that really really limits Mark Carney's ability to cut interest rates doesn't it?
2: Um, I I still think they can they can they can move lower uh, near near term um, and we think the the impact of Brexit on demand is going to outweigh the impact of Brexit on potential supply in in the short term but I think over the medium term I would say this that (laughs) the output inflation trade-off in the UK is going to be worse post-Brexit and that probably means UK interest rates if anything are going to be more volatile than before so we've got rates going down but as immigration flows slow down. Down, as F- inward FDI uh, slows down, potentially impact on UK product productivity. Uh, it's it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be a one way a one way trick in terms of just just trying to boost demand. They've got to take into account the fact that, yeah. s- that supply supply growth is not going to be as strong either.
1: Uh, Brian, I, I want to bring that banner up. So this is I get I give Tom Keen an A plus. Right, currently must will could may wait. This is the the problem with all central banks, and it it, it also depends on whether they follow the markets too closely. Uh, we saw that with forward guidance that Mark Carney abandoned here. It's a similar situation between the dot plots and actually being data dependent.
2: I think forward guidance at this point, to be honest, would Makes not no be sense. particularly sensible because they, they, they just don't know what the economy is, is going to do. Uh, you know, that, that, that mix has changed. The, you know, the models that they had are probably not going to work that, that well for them. You know, Mark Carney can't avoid the, the post-Brexit slowdown in the UK. He can only kind of make it easier. But,
1: can he avoid a recession?
2: But, uh, we think just about, and that's because partly because you get a bit of an export boost from weaker sterling, but also a bit of expenditure switching. So we think, you know, investment is the most import-intensive component of demand. So if investment weakens, imports will weaken, and so you'll get a sort of, you know, along with the fact that imports are going to be more expensive, a bit of what we call expenditure switching. So you know, for every pound that a UK resident spends, a little bit more of that will be spent on UK goods. So that's probably what gets us out of a recession. We actually think if you look at domestic demand, that's going to go down in 2017 in the UK. So demand recession, but not a GDP recession.
0: Brian, this has been fabulous. Brian Colton, thanks for a terrific brief. He is with uh, Fitch. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Surveillance Podcast. Subscribe and listen to interviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. I'm on Twitter at Tom Keen. Michael McKee is at McConomy. Before the podcast, you can always catch us worldwide. I'm Bloomberg Radio.